0: And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley, And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy
1: group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and
0: accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey! Hi! I didn't get to check my hair yet. (laughs) Oh, hold on! At the beginning of every episode, now that we're on YouTube and doing reels on video, Jen does have to check her hair, so (laughs) everyone give her a moment. Are you done? I'm ready. (laughs) sorry how are you that's really important for me it's it's these are our february episodes i'm warm i think that's what's important yeah okay so uh, we bulk record episodes now right so like it's the end of january so we're, don't move the mic i am sorry we're already recording i need my coffee too i just was not ready <laughs> i'm sorry everyone all right ben just cut honestly all of this garbage <laughs> okay um so it's february yes no it it's the end of january so it's we bulk record everything for february and of course We just got a nor'easter snow here in Pennsylvania, and then the heat broke in our office. So if you're watching us on YouTube or in our reels or anything, you will see that we're in a different place than usual. This is actually my office. This is like where I do therapy with clients. So nice. Not our typical recording spot. No, it is not. This is a look into my pov baby this is where we used to do jumping jacks a lot of jumping jacks have happened in this room okay so hey today's Hi. episode sibling q a we had so many responses from the sibling episode that we just decided to do like a q a box and we're gonna just answer any questions that came in Let's go for it. All right. Then we reviewed zero off. All right. Yeah. We did not look at a single
1: question.
0: Okay. Can sibling birth order? Okay. (laughs) You choose one, girlfriend.
1: Okay. All right. (laughs) I love my brother, but I don't like him at all. Tips for respectful boundaries.
0: Well, I guess the question would be, like, what do you need boundaries from, right? Right. Like, is this, right? Like, do they say inappropriate things? Do they not take your no? Like, I would need some more information about, like, what the boundaries are. But in general, the reality is, like, even with our families, relationships have conditions. And you have to decide, like, what are the conditions of my relationship? And what does the dislike mean for me versus what does the love mean for me? And I just want to validate the fact that it's completely okay to love your brother but not
1: like them or any family member because in the end you don't really choose your family. Not at all. You do not choose them literally at all. At all. But you could choose your chosen family like your friendships. And so you better just to say like, yeah, like, do I have other chosen brothers Are, in my life? Right. Are there other needs that I get fulfilled from friends that maybe I would expect to get from a brother? relationship um that I'm not getting that maybe I can get fulfilled in other ways but yeah I think that's a good question what are the boundaries that you might need and it's okay for your relationship to look different than maybe what you expected it to look like
0: okay your turn can sibling birth order impact you outside of family dynamics as an adult yes it yes yes it can okay here's when it becomes like very interesting which is that like who you were in your family is also going to be a role that you take on it we have another episode this month about um uh, family roles and dysfunction in family roles and this goes into it right so if in my family i am always the peacekeeper most likely i'm going to do that outside and so when you talk about that sibling birth order like right we take the oldest someone who tends to be a little bit more controlled a little bit more rigid follow the rules guess what you're probably then going to do that my favorite example is like you know like um class projects when you had to do a group project whoever you are in a group project probably have relates to your birth order (laughs) who are you in a group project who are you in a group project right no so no like specifically who are you oh me yeah i would always take on like one very significant part and just do my part and disappear
1: i like that i what think did you i do? would do it actually the, exactly the same well i would kind of I, i'm into like collaborating but i would never be the one that was like i'll do everything and i'll just be like i'll pick my part and do it by myself yes and then bring it back to the group But I was never anxious about, like, what everyone else was doing. You know, some people feel like they need control over the entire
0: group project. Well, some people really were big jerks in a group project and were not responsive. And so I understand why people get slightly anxious about that. Yeah. For that person that disappears. I also understand why somebody disappears. But I would also say, right, like, the other thing about me in a group project was, like, I would try to be the person who doesn't organize everything but I often ended up as the person who organized everything. That does not surprise me at all. Because I never volunteer. Okay, so this is actually very funny. So I made my husband watch Yellow Jackets with me. So we're obsessed with the show Yellow Jackets. Did you finish it with him? Not yet. No, no, no. no. So we're obsessed with the show Yellow Jackets. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. A little bit going gruesome, but super good. So I'm making my um, husband rewatch it. Wait, no. I'm rewatching it with my husband. That's go. how you say it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, "Who would you be? Which character? Like, who would you be on the deserted island?" Wow. I said, "I would be Van because she has some good stuff to say, but she she sticks her nose elsewhere." Huh.
1: I'd probably be Misty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Misty's the best
1: character. You wish you were fucking Misty. I just feel like maybe I would get to that island and just completely lose it. You know what I mean? You wish you
0: were Misty. She's so insane. I love her so much. So, right, so like any of these things, who would I be on a desert island? Who would I be doing a group project? So yes, your sibling birth order can impact you outside of family dynamics as an adult, but you also were allowed to intentionally and consciously change your role in any dynamic at any time.
1: I think that your recognition, I think first of how your family birth order has affected you and how you bring it into your relationships, whether it be romantic relationships, friendships, group projects, whatever. I think that's the first step. Like, where did this come from for me? Why did I feel like I had to be the peacekeeper in my family based on my birth order? And ask yourself the question, is that role still serving me in all of these areas? If you can answer that question with, it's no longer serving me, then that's where you can do some real internal work and say, well, how do I challenge this? What can I do differently? Um, Do I necessarily have to keep the peace anymore? Or is it just a role that I feel comfortable in? All right. You're
0: up. Shit.
1: (laughs) Why am I so competitive with my siblings?
0: I have a theory. Go. Okay, so my theory is how did you, one, are you competitive by nature, right? Are you competitive in other relationships in your life? Are you judgmental towards yourself? Do you do a lot of comparison? I'd ask yourself first. And then I would also say, was there comparison that your parents put on you or or extended family members put on you growing up, right? If you were always competitive, and I've even heard of people going, Like, being, like, two grades behind of their sibling and then, like, showing up to English class. And their English class was like, oh, I hope you're as good as Thomas was, right? So, like, even teachers can put this on. Yes. At a young age. It doesn't have to necessarily be your parents. But did you often get compared? And I think when that is there, there is a feeling of competitiveness. You know
1: what I think can be really tough, too, being a twin because yeah. you often get compared to each other. You're often
0: thought of as simply the twins, right? Not as just the twins. You're humans. not
1: an individual person. Yes. But, but you know, constantly trying to individuate yourself, and you know, like when you have twins and you dress them up the same when they're really young. It's so much easier, especially if you're identical twins, for people to compare the two of you. Oh, like this one's really athletic and this one likes drawing, whatever. But you get very stuck in those roles as opposed to you figuring out for yourself, like what actually works for me. Um, So really looking at how were you compared to each other growing up? Is there anything about your birth order or how close you are in age that maybe led people to compare the two of you more and um how does that show up in your
0: relationships and i like the thing are you competitive by nature yes um did you know that so my dad was my um uncle is deceased but when he was alive they were only two years apart yeah. did you know that my grandmother dressed them up identical their entire childhood
1: i did not know not that.
0: twins still dressed them up identical well, how do you think that that affected your dad they had a very tumultuous relationship. They there were you very go. Very different people. Very different people. Very interesting.
1: I mean, I could really dig into that. Maybe we should bring your dad on.
0: Don't even offer him that. He would be thrilled. I'm sure at the opportunity. <laughs> I'm sure thrilled. Okay. <laughs> um. Does okay. Somebody. I just want to answer this because I think it's funny. Does birth order actually matter? I don't know. Matter for what? I mean, like, does it matter to you? Does it matter in society? Like, I don't really know. Like, does it actually affect you? Like. I think it depends.
1: I think, it, you know, we say this about everything and we're so sorry because it's such a cop out answer that like, yeah, we can generalize how birth order might affect you, but it doesn't necessarily mean it spans across every single situation. Yes. So if what it's- we say doesn't necessarily connect to you, then just like let it go
0: just ignore it simply but also i mean one of the things we talked about right when there is like when we're t- sitting here talking about like 10 age g- um, age gaps blended families like yeah like this information is not going to pertain the same way if there was um a sibling with a disability mm. right like any of these things um a sibling who had health issues any of these things like that can impact the relationship too um uh, is it yeah. okay to not be close to your sibling
1: yes yes period nothing else that is it
0: you have full uh, but permission.
1: I wonder, because you're asking this question, has someone put pressure on you to be close to your sibling?
0: Okay. So Don't you feel like I feel like I've said this in another episode. Don't you feel like the obsession, like we have these obsessions with like certain people, like the Kardashians who like they're so close or something. And it's like really idealized this idea of like being like ultra close. Now part of this is also a cultural thing as well. Like in certain cultures, you're incredibly close to your siblings. That's not typically everywhere right and is it coming from your
1: you know your parents idea of like what you guys what kind of relationship the two of you should have because Either they had that relationship growing up or they really didn't have that relationship growing up, right? Where they're Mm -hmm. saying, I didn't have this, so I really want the two of you to have this, or I don't want this to happen. So is the pressure that maybe you're getting from caregivers to be really close to your sibling actually coming from their internalized struggle with their own sibling relationships or not having a sibling, right? There's so many things you can think about in that.
0: And that's what we call projection, I did a dance. You couldn't see it because you were <laughs> singing to the... What was it?
1: It was like a shoulder dance. That I, was I, some... don't, I don't have a lot of movement because of the mic.
0: Yeah, you don't. Yeah, don't so, fuck the mic. Just, <laughs> I only had mic. my shoulders. Don't fuck the mic either. Okay. <laughs> ah. Why does trauma in childhood so differently affect the different age siblings? So yeah, it's, it's the analogy we've used before, but the car accident analogy, mm-hmm. right? Which is like, I can be in a car accident with the same exact car with four different people and everyone comes out with different injuries. So you could have a completely different experience than the same people you grew up in the same house as and have very different like beliefs and understandings about like what that experience was. And factors that could affect that include your age and your ability to
1: process things developmentally, what kind of support that you had at the time, where your parents were in, in their parenting of you, um there's so many different factors that could play a role in that and so that's how trauma affects people differently period
0: on to. <laughs> can you be codependent with a sibling
1: you can be codependent with anyone or anything your dog jen's talking to herself right now i am <laughs> it's like i'm looking in a mirror
0: yeah you can be codependent with absolutely we're talking to anything. each other yeah oh yikes Ooh. Yeah, you can be codependent with absolutely anything. But the question is how's it how is it affecting you,
1: right? Yep. How is the codependency with your sibling affecting you? So a thousand percent you can be codependent with your sibling.
0: Okay. Um uh, somebody had a really funny question, which is can you explain that the middle child is not that troubled? <laughs> i love middle children me too i think that they get a bad rap because everyone's like oh middle child syndrome i think that they tend to be the ones who are the most themselves because they had to be Mm. right because like sometimes they did kind of forget forgot forgetting about forgotten about forgotten it's okay this is the hard first recording of the day. <laughs> so, um, so no, th- they're not that troubled. Middle children are fucking awesome. Anyone can be fucking awesome, I feel
1: right? like middle children, the reason why they get a bad rap is they're just trying to speak their mind. They're trying to be heard. Right? And so that's why people are like, oh, they're so troubled. Like, no, they're just trying to express themselves. That's just called advocating. Yeah, they're just advocating for themselves. So I think the reframe is that, no, middle children, you are not troubled. It is okay that you have a want to be heard and a want to express yourself and for people to validate that. And I think that being stuck in the middle – helps people invalidate that in yeah. a lot of ways because they're just like, oh, it's the middle child. That's why they're causing so much trouble. But
0: there's, like, a stigma against everything. Everyone's like, oh, she's an oldest child. She's a middle child. Or the she's youngest. the youngest child. Or there's the youngest. She twin, gets right? anything <laughs> she
1: wants, yeah. Stigma we just don't like, want to put
0: any label on anything of why there's an issue. But I do think
1: middle children get, like, a really bad rap.
0: Oh, oh, my God, they for sure do. I know. Yeah.
1: So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrink So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrink chicks. That's P-R-O-S-E.com slash shrink Okay. I think that comes from the Brady Bunch. Like Jan. Jan. I really think Jan. You know Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah. Like I think there was like when I think about that, I think about the Brady Bunch. I don't know why. Do yeah. you ever get that? Or is that just no, me? No, no, like Jan no, no, no. got right.
0: Well, because I keep thinking about when she made up her boyfriend George Glass. Exactly. Right? Because everyone's like, Jan wouldn't have a boyfriend. Right. And it's such like And you want to know what else was very interesting (laughs) about Jan being the middle child in the Brady Bunch is she always had her first two, she had those two pieces of hair that were curled in the front, so she had, like, this front, like, infantilized look while the mature back, like, she was stuck in between being a child and an adult. That was so deep. I think I've probably only ever seen like one the, that one Brady Bunch movie. I'm talking the movie. About the I know past. the movie was really good. Yeah, right. So like, I know I maybe Jan did fuck it. But then who was the middle child boy though? He, no one was shitting on him. I it? just think I just think Jan encompassed the
1: middle child. I have no idea who the middle child boy was, but I feel like Jan was just like like encompassed it.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. Well, do you want we could talk about Encanto? Oh no, we'll talk about Encanto. Well, um, yeah, i have we so, much, it. To we about have so much to say. So much to say, but. I watched Encanto
1: and I cried.
0: So, if you're listening to today's episode, can you please watch Encanto
1: so <laughs> that you can job? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, you're
0: up. Okay. Can
1: brothers and sisters be close? Seems only sisters or only brothers are always closer.
0: You're so close. I am
1: very close with
0: my brother. Yeah,
1: but I would say it wasn't always the case. Like there was times. You know what it made me think of when we talked about um, do. Do siblings have to be close? And we talked about, like, the pressure that parents might put on closeness. Mm -hmm. There were times in which me and my brother weren't close throughout our lives. Like, we got in a huge fight when I moved moved to New York because he wouldn't see me and he lived there. I didn't see him for, like... Months.
0: Why didn't he see you? I know he
1: was going through his own stuff. Like we had a little bit of a separation.
0: But you needed him.
1: But I needed him. And my, uh, you know, my parents tried to get involved and they brought, because I was really upset. I was like, I'm not going to brunt, whatever it was. Um, And they tried to bring him over without my consent. And I was really pissed. But anyway, we worked through that. Um, But point of the story is brothers and sisters can be really close. Yeah. Um, And I think it just depends on, we we are very similar in a lot of ways. We're also very different in a lot of ways. But I really feel like we can, anytime we talk, we're talking, we're just analyzing shit. That's all we do.
0: I also think that when they talk about, in this question, they're saying like basically the same gender siblings are always closer than opposite gendered siblings. And I think the interesting thing about that is probably because parents without even realizing did that in younger years where like they always you know what I mean like the girls always were in the same activities the boys are always in the same activities right they always treated them the same right where I do think that girls and boys are often treated very differently in families right and so part of that is like I would ask yourself like what was the difference in your family of how that was treated how you were treated, yeah treated
1: right like where where they're like oh yeah he can do that but you can't because you're a girl
0: yeah got that a lot um, okay. Well, I really like this question already. Ready. Why is being the only daughter, like, being the oldest? And why are males so infantilized? <laughs> okay.
1: That's <a> deep <laughs> So question. let's talk
0: about why only daughters are treated like an oldest. And part of that is because they're treated more adult-like, right? Because, like, they're used to being around a lot of adults. And Joan forgets that all... Only children start—I mean, all, all oldest children start out as only children at one point. So I think part of it is how they are spoken to from the parents, the responsibility that's put on them, that often only children, specifically I'm sure only daughters, feel much like the oldest daughter. I also think women are socialized
1: to be caretakers mm-hmm. and to take on roles um, and especially if they're growing up around adults that there's this expectation of like okay now you can take on these roles that uh, because you're a woman right there's just so much socialization around it where men are more socialized to be more individualistic and um, kind of separated and so The infantilized part, it feels like a little bit of a deeper conversation, Um, but interesting question. But I would say just how women are socialized, too, I think lends itself for maybe women to be more parentified, especially if they're growing up in an environment where there's no other children
0: yeah and i would it's also interesting that right like why are men so infantilized i wonder if an oldest son of six would feel that they're infantilized or something right or like an oldest son of even three would feel that way they would probably feel like they're always treated older and given more responsibility but i think that sometimes men can be infantilized well i wonder if the question
1: is why are like only sons so infantilized it wasn't written that way You know what I mean? Because it's like, why are only daughters – why is being the only daughter like being the oldest? Why are males so
0: infantilized? Oh, maybe it was. You know what I mean? I think the other thing people have to remember is there's a lot of reasons why people have only children. But specifically when we're looking at the reason if there wasn't an option to have more children, there's a part of you that can infantilize the only child. I know that I do this with my daughter. There is a part... You know what I mean? Like, if we do... She's so young. (laughs) She's so young. But I mean... But, like, even stuff like she... You know what I mean? Like, I, like, want to baby her for forever because I don't know if I'm going to have another baby. Right. So, So, so coming from the fact that it's, like, such a precious time for you. Right? Where for other people that have kids, have daughters at three years old, but also have another child that oldest daughters get treated, I think, differently than how I treat Millie because I simply don't know if we're going to have an opportunity to have other kids. It just does you know what I mean? Like, after everything we've been through, I don't know if it's happening. Right. So I know that, like, I don't want her to grow up so fast. Where I think other parents are like, come on, grow up. I got all these other kids here. Right. But I'm like, no, 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 need me more. So we all fuck our kids up in their own ways. It's right. It's just going to happen.
1: And so if you have a child and you're questioning whether you're doing this, it's going to happen whether you yeah. like it or not.
0: And it's also, like, the most often not intentional, right? Like, it's something I have to be highly aware of. But you're so conscious of it, right? You're, like, asking yourself these questions. You're – Well, I'm also aware because I – the majority of people I spend time with that are parents have multiple children. Right. And so you can see, like, a clear difference of what that interaction is like. Yeah. And it makes you – it does make you highly aware of it. And I wonder, too, you know, if
1: you think about it, like, in terms of parenting – um, if you ask yourself, like, how were you parented based on your gender? Yeah. Right?
0: Like, and um, because you might We always were given more. I feel like I was given more responsibility than my brother. Me too. I, even I was, I was, I was younger. younger. I think I
1: was expected to, like, hold, to deal with more, to just be like, you have to deal with that, or you just emotionally in some ways. And so.
0: Um, all my brother is so fragile
1: right and so you might parent based on how your parents parented you based on your gender or parented your siblings based on their gender so that's something to think
0: about too this is why it's so fucking nuanced so when you say something along the lines of just birth order you're taking out all the context around it right which is why we say like does like birth order actually matter like sure maybe but also there's like so much other stuff like none of this stuff is like so clear it's so nuanced and so difficult to that's talk why about. we can have these long ass podcast episodes i mean you them. have to because an instagram post doesn't describe this no it doesn't that's you know what i mean like we want to be able to like give free accessible information but like it almost has to be in a format like this because like you need more than 30 fucking minutes you to gotta it. listen to the whole episode and there we go that it is okay we have so many
1: <laughs> we have so many questions i know and ha- oh, wait i have one yeah How to get over a sibling who is constantly trying to one-up you. Okay. So first I want you to think about where might that be coming from for your sibling? Why do people feel the need to one-up? And typically it's because they're feeling insecure in some way. They're not feeling comfortable with themselves and so that's something to process a little bit because i think we very easily get defensive when we think that oh that that must be personal to me like Mm -hmm. that must mean i'm not good enough because they're constantly able to one-up me people who are comfortable with themselves don't feel the need to one-up others and so that's some internal work to do i think something you can also point it out and set some boundaries right hey i notice when i bring an accomplishment up that you often follow that up with your own accomplishment sometimes i want the ability to just express what my accomplishment is without hearing about yours and we can do that at a different time if you want to tell me about something that you accomplished can you do that separate from when i'm expressing myself right Mm -hmm. so there's a boundary that you can set around it too but know that it's definitely probably something going on with definitely probably (laughs) something going on with your sibling that they're not feeling secure enough within themselves
0: and you're allowed to speak that. Hey, I love you. I want us to be close. And this really hurts me when you do it. Boom. Okay. Um, do parents have favorites? Here's where it gets interesting. One, in the short term, yes. But you're looking at it in terms of, like, favorite means best. There's typically a child a parent relates to the most or maybe admires because they're so different. Or helps them the or most. Or helps them the most, grows me and challenges me. So it's not really about, like, favorites because that's, like, too binary to, like, think about right. it, right? Like, who's the favorite and who is not. Right, right. But I think that there's often, there is a child who a parent seems to be close with just because their personality gets along or they're very similar to them or they really get them, something along of those lines. Or that child really needs them, gives, fulfills their needs, or is right. very dependent on them. A lot of times we like that as parents. It makes us feel good. And so once
1: again, it's something to think about as it's very easy, understandably so, to take that personally where if your parent is favoring your sibling to feel like that must mean that i'm not doing something right or mm-hmm. that must mean that i'm bad in some way know that it's possible that your sibling is just fulfilling a need for
0: your parent that's about your parent yeah and that is not personal to you and it goes back to this thing we talked about in our boundaries episode about boundaries being reciprocal especially like how what are my two caregivers relationships and are are they disengaged, and then do I have a sibling that allows them to be overly engaged with them, right? Mm. So like, where are they getting those needs met? And sometimes there is like one um, child that does that for them, right? Is the sibling fulfilling something
1: in your parents' relationship? Yeah, which is not healthy. It's not healthy,
0: but it is normal. It happens. <laughs> Right, like it's not necessarily healthy, and that's what we call
1: triangulation. Right, is is your sibling being triangulated into your parents' relationship in some way? And I could see how that would very easily make you feel like,
0: oh, they're the favorite. Yeah, they're needed more. Yep. Yeah. Um, advice for siblings growing apart and not including each other in their life anymore. Well, my sense is that because you asked
1: this question, it might be something that's hurting you in some way, right? That would be my guess. Yeah. I don't want to assume. Yes, But I think that that's something you can bring up to your sibling if you feel like you want a closer relationship, to be able to say like, hey, I noticed that in the past we used to call each other and invite each other over, and we're not really doing that anymore. I just want to check in and see what's up. Um, see if you can have a conversation about it because sometimes that underlying tension can build and build and build if it's not being discussed mm-hmm. and so to bring it to their attention and I I wonder if maybe they're feeling a similar way is there something that the two of you haven't discussed um, haven't talked about was there some sort of tension in the relationship so I think bring it to the surface have a conversation about
0: it okay I want to answer this one okay go I'd love to me understand me birth order dynamics as an only child. I think this is super interesting because a lot of the birth order dynamics as an only child is actually about what's happening in the full family system. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say what that looks like when we don't know what the caregiver system looks like and who they're around, right? If it's an only child of divorced parents, that's a very, right? Then you could have a different role for each of your different parents. If your parents are disengaged or cut off emotionally from each other, you could be fully more messed with your parents. If your parents are codependent towards each other, you can maybe feel left out of that dynamic. So a lot of it has to do with what is the full family system dynamic and then how did you fall and relate into that right i know that when my husband and i are going like through like hard shit in our marriage right so like as you guys know we did an episode about my fertility challenges and miscarriages i had 3 miscarriages in 2021 it was a bad fucking year <laughs> it Not was good. a bad year for us okay and it was a really bad year for our marriage right so who Millie was in you know what I mean like my daughter was in that year is probably different than in our most stable time right and so a lot of that is really context dependent that was beautiful yeah shut up don't cry or anything I no, I can't help <laughs> don't myself. make me feel vulnerable I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay well. where's your mirror neurons
1: are you crying yet? Oh, yeah. no no it's only if you start crying I will cry you know mom stone immediately
0: cold. I'm stone cold
1: how how? <laughs> how don't call Steve Austin. <laughs> Do you remember the suck it sign? Was, was that, that him? The
0: what? He would say suck it. Okay, I would like that was a joke. I don't know shit about Steve Austin. Okay, so <laughs>
1: did d- you watch wrestling? No, but when we were in fourth grade, this was like a really big thing. Like really Well
0: you're much older than me, so I'm I was probably so not much older than yet. you, so
1: you probably <laughs> don't remember this. Ellie and I have an inside joke. I'm only a year older than her. <laughs> but I like to but we constantly older. talk about how much older I am than her. Anyway. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin did the Suck It sign. I don't know if it was him. It might have been someone else. So, But whatever. Kids were doing that in fourth grade.
0: <laughs> See, that didn't work out well for him. And did anyone call him a bad role model the way we call like Ariana Grande, huh? Do people call Ariana Grande a bad role model? Well, people call every female Britney Spears. Every female right? is a bad Oof. fucking role model.
1: Yeah, people were doing the socket sign. Like we had no idea what that was. This might not be him, but I know it was a wrestling thing. Anyway, well, did anyone, if it was a male? Did anyone call him a bad role? All I want to say, okay. How to deal with the whole family just assuming the oldest will always take care of everything? This is such a good question. Yeah, so, because yeah, we talk a lot about how do you how do you go from a role that you once took on that maybe was, um serving the family dynamic growing up, right? There was something about it that was survival. Maybe your parents were going through something and so you took care of everything so that everyone survived and so that you got noticed, whatever it was. As we get older, we might continue to assume those roles and also the people around us assume that we are going to continue to take that on. So it is up to you to start to change that dynamic. The tough thing is that when we start setting boundaries, it means that other people have to also adjust to our boundaries. And that takes time.
0: (laughs) Oh. This is when patience is a real bitch, folks. Real bitch. And so
1: you might set a boundary and it might get pushed up against right and you continue to set a boundary someone pushes because they are used to you being in a very specific role Mm. and so you have to know that it will take time and time again for you to set this boundary and say listen it is not my responsibility to continue to do these things for everyone else right because not only does it put a lot on you but it also takes responsibility away from everyone else in your family and so you're not only helping yourself with those boundaries, you're helping the people around you and you're helping your relationships so that you are less resentful in those relationships.
0: It's unfortunately it goes back to this idea of the, like we teach people how to treat us, right? Like, And for some families, it's like not an option, right? If I have a, a parent, a caregiver that has a disability or is it incarcerated or is um, works all the time or is disengaged in someone, you know what I mean? Like there is shit that you pull up. And so you have to say, what do I do? Because like the reality is, is like I, I think that one of the things that I really struggle with with modern day psychology is there's a lot about self healing. Right. I believe that we need other humans. Totally, I think that healing, oh, just as human beings, we need other humans. Yes, it's just right? a biological... it, it doesn't have to be a biological family. Also, it can be chosen family. It can be friendships. You know, any of these things, romantic relationships, but we do need other people yeah right it's bullshit to think that we don't so i think you can do a significant amount of internal healing and you also need to do external healing right and so part of those is recalibrating those dynamics together so i think you said it perfectly thank you so much as always as always all right let's final questions it's the final countdown countdown. (laughs) (laughs) okay I was gonna keep um, going. Millie does this thing where she, you know, like for like last year, there was like a really thing, like those wooden Bohemian, be- Bohemian, <laughs> <Those> <laughs> wooden like boho beads people would have like on their like cameras, yeah. you know. All right, I've so we, always wanted to get yeah, one. Yeah, so we have those. Millie now puts it over her chest diagonally, and she goes, "Sukkaleli, Sukkaleli, Sukkaleli." <laughs> I'm playing my sukkaleli. Wow. And so that's now every time I play air guitar, I think
1: that also. I'm playing let my me just mention. um Every time I see Emily, she has a different <laughs> child song stuck in her head.
0: Now, well, I listen to a lot of kids music. That would be why. Really okay. I don't even know what. <laughs> I'm youngest, and I feel my family doesn't take me seriously because someone always has more experience. That's like me having more experience than you because I'm so <laughs> much older. That's exactly Right? It. Yes. So what would you say to this person? How do you set the boundary? So
1: once again, I know we're a broken record, but I think that being able to express that to, and I think that's a common thing when you're the youngest too, to feel like you're not being heard and you're not, you're always seen as the baby and you aren't taken seriously in some way because they have always viewed you as the baby. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something to express, right? Like I recognize that when I bring this up, that everyone's responding to me like i'm, you know, you're not taking me seriously or you're not trusting what i'm saying and that's really hurtful for me because it's important for you to hear the things that i'm saying. It's really important for me to be able to express myself and for it to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. I also, i very much felt this as a child. I felt this as an actual child where i was like i feel Even like
0: Even with you punching through walls. Yep. Clicking through walls.
1: Punching. Can you imagine if I was punching through walls? I don't even know if you have the upper body strength to punch through walls. I don't have the upper body strength (laughs) now, let alone then. Um, But I very much, I remember over and over again saying, stop treating me like a child. And I was a child. And so I think that it's very common as a younger, as a youngest sibling
0: to... We were like just talking about this in terms of our landlord. (laughs) Yeah, and you were like, I just feel like I need to be taken seriously. Yeah, right? I like, have, I have you like do an have internal th- you, thing about that.
1: You have an interject. I have an interject. It's a trigger for me. Yeah,
0: like that's like that's a huge pain point for you. Huge pain point, right? And So. I don't care about that as much. Yeah, I do. Right? Like, like that's something that we do differ on. Like that's not 100%. a big for me. I don't know what mine is at this moment. I can't think of one. That That's okay. Well, it'll probably come out in a different episode, out, yes, I'm in, sure. But, to but I think
1: that's a comment to think about. Is that an introject for you too, right? Is that something that you bring into your relationships where you feel like you're not being taken seriously because it's the role that you took growing up? And I think because I was youngest, my brother was also very intelligent. Mm-hmm. I had always felt like, oh, I everyone was treating me like a child, and it was really important for me to be heard and be taken seriously. So, first of all, for this person who wrote this in, totally relate to you. Um, but I think it's something to express. The, when that changed in my family, I think is when I became a therapist.
0: Oh, wow! Really changed. Dear Em and Jen, are you ready? I'm ready. Dear Em and Jen. I have tried in every which way to reconnect with my sibling after a difficult childhood together and they simply don't seem interested. What should I do? First of all,
1: we very much feel for you and that can be really, really painful because it's someone you grew up with, someone you want some sort of connection with and they're not reciprocating the wish to have the same type Mm -hmm. of relationship that you have. And so this touches a little bit on an episode that we are going to do, which is radical acceptance. Mm. Because in this moment, it sounds like you're doing what you can do to express yourself and say, I really want this relationship to reach out to your sibling and say, this is really important to me. The thing that you cannot control is whether your sibling wants the same type of relationship. And so the question is, in this moment, if you're doing everything you can do in order to vulnerably express how important your relationship is with them, if they're not reciprocating or if they have no interest, this is where radical acceptance comes in, at least for the moment.
0: And radical acceptance can also contain grieving of the unmet expectations, right? Mm -hmm. Give yourself a place to grieve. I really wanted a different sibling relationship than the one that I have. And here, when I see other people, I compare to that. When I see brothers and sisters laughing together, I feel very sad. Let yourself have that pain and feel through it to get to the other side. And that's today's episode. Today's episode. So if you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review. Is that like a falsetto? I don't even know what the fuck a falsetto is. You taught singing, singing lessons. lessons. <laughs> singing lessons. I don't know. I was too <laughs> scarred for my singing experience. Oh, my God. we we'll have to tell a funny story about that in the okay, next, next episode. One. Okay, next So if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, follow an Apple podcast, rate us now on Spotify. Please send this episode to a friend. If you want to check us out in our comfy loungewear we're wearing today, please check us out on YouTube to see our hilarious mannerisms. Uh, and as always, thank you for being here. We love you. And to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. We'll see you next week.